being like, timber is so expensive. I'm just like, oh, we're going to bloody a lot of it. <laughs> a lot of element, though, is that um, I'm just going to have a shot in the dark here. I love where this. this yeah, going to be going. Where this Strap goes. yourself in, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get pretty wild from here. Going one, going quiet, no. All right, guys, welcome back to The Property Pod, your weekly engagement into real estate here in the Hobart Marketplace. I'm your host, Aaron Horn, and it's a pleasure to be back at the desk with our boys, the real estate agents from 414 Property Co., Patrick Berry and John McGregor. Welcome back, team. How are we doing? Excited that I'm sitting in this seat for a third week in a row as. I know. How about it? I told you, this This is it. We're, we're on now. This is back the game time. We're back on. Property Pod is here to stay, and we're going to get it done. I cannot get enough of this place. Did you guys... Uh, <laughs> Did you guys miss it last week when you weren't uh, weren't invited into the studio and I just took the reins all by myself? Well, did you notice I just sat at the back like a creeper for the whole half an hour? Just with a yearning look on my face. <laughs> I thought I'd do a little um, test and see if you listened. I wanted to find out whether you uh, put any um, homework in. What do we talk I've about? I've listened to an episode since <laughs> <No>. 75. <laughs> I don't think I have either. <laughs> I do enough of the editing. I know what goes on in well, it. Well, it's just like movie stars that never like to watch their movies, you know, or it, so they're just... We're professionals and, and artists, so once once it's produced, it's no longer ours. It's out of yeah. your control. Once it's out in the world, it's um yeah, open slather. Yeah. Uh, no, look, it was amazing having the uh, the team from the Kudalana Collective on. Mm. Their winter fest is actually on the day of this release, so this will come out on Friday um, between one and seven out at Eddington Point. If you're listening to this on the day it comes out, um, yeah, head along to Winterfest and check that out. It should be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. It, I actually love the fact that we can support that kind of stuff through this medium as well. Oh, so look, the the awesome thing is they reached out to me and said, like, oh, we'd love to um, pump it up. Is there anything you can do to help? And I was like, yeah, look, if you guys want to come and have a chat, it saves me coming up with a topic yeah, for the week. Yeah, yeah. So you're actually doing me a yeah. massive favour. <laughs> like, I really appreciate it. <laughs> when come you on. John and I bring <laughs> stuff to this show. <laughs> we bring, all we bring content all the time. <laughs> well, to be to be honest, Pat, this is uh, this was one that you brought to the table today. You, uh, on the weekend, served us up another Jared Bevan article. You um, threw it out at the gang and said, oh, we could talk about this over the, yeah, yeah. On the pod, so, can we? So, full disclosure, I read the headline and that's as far as I got with it. <laughs> you hit the paywall. <laughs> yeah, like, that was it, bloody paywall. <laughs> then you extract information now. <laughs> no, look, I went through no, it. I, it's actually pretty interesting. I did have a look over it. <laughs> what, we, what we were looking at and what caught your eye was how many blocks of land were for sale in Hobart um, yeah. at the current time. Like, obviously, you're quite interested in it. You purchased a block of land. Bought a block of land and I think what caught my interest was will land move into almost like a two-tier market in Hobart so you know where houses are selling quite freely but will land start to slow down as a result of building costs going up and up and up so um, that's probably what caught my eye the most is is that land's been so hard to get for so long because you know there's so many properties being built in Tasmania yep but now with the rising costs will we Mm. start to see land sit around a little bit longer on market is there an opportunity out there for a savvy buyer that might be able to get a good block of land at a good rate at the moment because there's less competition than there is to buy a home. Mm. That's what sort of caught my eye, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm not sure if you've gone through the notes just yet. I wonder if you guys would um, be able to guess the amount of land listings that are um, currently on the market. I just looked at the screen. Oh, <laughs> it's right in front of my eyes. Is it 140? Well, maybe we'll throw it to the audience. It's just like you guys ding, are amazing. Ding, 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 ding. 
Oh, we've got a caller. <laughs> yes. Who's that on line three? Okay. Yes. You're saying it's 140. <laughs> Duh. Duh. No, looking at the notes here that uh, Nino's popped together for us, um, it is saying that, yeah, there's 140 um, land listings on realestate.com as of the week of the 10th of June, 2022. So, um, yeah, extrapolating it's, from there. It's way more than I actually thought it would be when I looked through the article. I was expecting... Like land is like you can never get a piece of land. Yeah. To buy to build a home unless you're prepared to live, you know, forty minute drive from Hobart, fifty minute drive from Hobart, it's near impossible to get it. Or it's a giant parcel of kind of bush that you can't really do anything with. Or it's on the side of a hill and you know, you need a rope to climb up it. Like Mm. (laughs) these are the problems with the blocks that are normally available in Hobart to buy. So hundred and forty, that's a big number. Well then when it said the amount of sales that we had in well in twenty twenty, we'll just use the last two years. 390 and 466. So, you know, from last year, that's about a quarter of what it sold. So it's, um, in, in many ways, it seems like a lot, but maybe it isn't. I, I don't know. It's hard to hard to say. Well, let's kind of run through where um, the majority of the blocks for sale are currently mm-hmm. um, and just have a look at kind of what's out there. So, like, the there's 16 in Sorrel and 13 in Primrose Sands. So you're heading mm-hmm. down away from the city, but into some, yeah, beautiful, yeah. beautiful country. And there's going to be more down that way as well. They're starting, obviously, there's a heap of new road infrastructure that way, so they've got the new bypass for the airport. Um, they've actually got a Sorrel bypass as well that's due to open probably any any day now. Is that um, where they've done through the causeways? The Yeah, so they've done between the two causeways, they've done at the airport, and yep. they've also now done a whole road that skips Sorrel back to Dodgers Ferry. So oh, okay. Yes. Mm-hmm not even going to Sorrel. Yep. But as you start to drive through now, you can just see what that bypass will do to open up extra land subdivisions to allow Sorrel to grow even larger. Well, this inter- uh, on an article I read, um, it was from the Mercury again, actually, I think they are interviewing either one of the Sorrel Aldermen or something along that line, but they were receiving every month between $1 to $4 million in building applications um, across their municipality. So, well, you know, value of building um, applications. Yeah. So that can be anywhere from, you know, five every month um, just on builds alone, more or less, obviously, depending upon the value of it. Yeah, so look, <coughs> I think that area is going to go th- massive. Well, just on like a on a personal level for you, the um, BMX Club is proposing to move to Sorrell. Is that something yeah, that so is happening, not happening? Uh, so, yes, if people don't know, my little boy races BMX and we're currently here at Glenork is where our track is, but we will be relocating to Sorrell. Uh, I believe the tenders for the actual construction of the track go out at the end of this week or start of next week. Yep. So, awesome. yeah, they're very much um, pushing forward part of Pembroke Park redevelopment. They've just had the sports stadium built down there as well. I think there's a full-time cafe in the sports stadium as well that yeah, you can yeah. use at any stage. It's footy ovals there, skate parks there. So it's going to be a really great multi-use sport. Oh. I think there's netball courts in behind as well. So it's got a bit of everything down so there. So, yeah, Sorrell is growing and it's going to be growing I, fast. I think, I think it actually was the fastest growing um, municipality in okay. Tasmania. Yeah. So you think of that, um, I suppose, with land but Don't fact-check us. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I heard it on the grapevine once. And when I say heard it, I made it up. And that, the, it was the bartender. Yeah, yeah. The bar told him, and he was like, "Yep." Okay. Yeah, and that was me looking in the mirror when I was drunk. Um, the, but then, um, so that you think about how many young families are moving into that suburb. So over the next ten years, you know, looking across all those um, that infrastructure that helps for young people to have, you know, more ac- new activity. Um, so real makes perfect sense for something. Yeah, no, like it that. should be good. Mm. Oh, and then yeah, if you're making it easier for people to get there from the city with all this extra, um, you know, it's. No different to them coming out towards Glenorchy or 
um, your bridge waterways. So, yeah, yeah Sorrel, watch this space. Um, yeah, probably a good spot to get into. And look, that appears to be the largest development happening at the moment. So, like, you look at some of the other suburbs where um, land is available, like Oakdown's got eight, Lena Valley six, New Norfolk seven. They're all sort of lower numbers that mm. um, don't really show growth. They're probably just indicators that. You know, there's vacant blocks that have just never been built on that are now just turning over. Yeah, yeah Lena Valley yeah, yeah. with six is a really interesting one because that yeah. feels like it's kind of, yeah, Yeah, so locked there's two rather large subdivisions up there. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is probably a few um, that potentially bought and have decided these costs not to build. And yep. so that I would guess that they're probably located in the one where you've got one for sale or had one yeah, and still and have that, one. Canthi, yeah, 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 and then there's the one on the other side of the road um, mm. as well. Kind of near the John Turnbull Park where they've yeah. expanded up into that hill there. I yeah. would imagine, and, so they're not, and they're not easy blocks to build on. That's yeah. the thing, because I mean, Lena Valley—it's a valley, so <laughs> everything's on a hill. It's a valley. <laughs> it's in the name. <laughs> you don't be shocked, yeah. people. <laughs> exactly. It, it's interesting here, though. Like John, I know you said, like, kind of at the moment, there's 140 on the market, um, and maybe that indicates that it's it's quite slow. But as of April 2022, Hobart had 144 land sales. Um, at a 284,000 median. So we're already at 144. There's 140 on the market already. So it's actually mm. looking like it's going to be Every a boom quarter. year yep, yep. And, and continue to to grow. So I think the the anticipation is that there'll be even more land sales this mm. year than there ever have been across the Hobart region. It'll just be interesting, I guess, to see how like banks value, like what your intentions to use the land for is straight away. So... Mm. Um, I know here at our office we've had two blocks that recently fell over because the people wanted to buy and build, but then by the time that they got the building costs and the land cost, the total value of the home was not going to be worth what the mortgage was going okay. to be worth. Mm. Yep. So I think um, if you've got a bit of equity behind you, that's where you're going to be able to really negotiate with a landowner and get a really good deal because yeah, yeah. you're not going to be relying on that in valuation as much to be able to create your next opportunity. Mm. Um, but it is also something to be just a little bit careful of as well. You don't want to overcommit in an area if you only plan on living there for 12 months because mm. you're probably not going to get that money back when the time comes to sell. So That's an interesting point. Yeah. The building costs have been high about at least 30%. Uh, we're more. Uh, most materials are up 60%. 60%. Yeah, so I'm timber is 66% over the last two years. Okay. Steel's up around 50-something plus. Like It's all going up like crazy. Yeah, yeah. And that's the problem is that the building contracts are getting so expensive now mm. that by the time the house is finished sitting on the land, the valuers can't justify what the home is worth. Especially if you build within the within this time frame at this point. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This yeah. I might sound ridiculous, mm. like... Hit me if I'm wrong here, but I'm just thinking, don't we grow heaps and heaps of timber? Like, aren't we? Like, So does the timber get exported out of Tassie and then we have to, like, import it back in? Like, I think this is – I think you might be correct because I had the same question about power. You know how there's all this talk about power costs going yes. up? Yes. And so I'm like, well, we have, like, hydro, so our power is clean. It's cheap. It's free. It's not – generated by coal yeah. but apparently we sell most of our power to the mainland yes. because they need to have so much clean power but then we buy dirty power back into the state yeah and that's why our that's power right. bills are going up i feel it like it seems insane. like literally ridiculous i feel like it's got to be the same with timber like surely the forestry and all that stuff like where the regrowth yeah. i don't know it'd be good to talk to someone about that but obviously yeah, yeah, there's people way smarter than us that <laughs> are dealing with this but as you're saying like timber is so expensive i'm just like oh mm. we're gonna a lot of it. <laughs> a lot of element, though, is that um, I'm just going to have a shot in the dark here. I love this. this yeah, you to be going. Strap yourself in, guys. <laughs> it's going to get pretty wild from here. Um, but 
over the the challenge, I suppose, that COVID caused is that the the supply chain that everything's interconnected to has just been completely, you know, stuffed. Yep. And what happened because money was so cheap, everyone wanted to buy everything. So it just created such an excess of demand that then, you know, um, um, straight shooting out forward, even if I suppose everything was producing at normal capacity, this probably still wouldn't have been able to keep up because there's just way too much demand. Yep. Yep. And so it'd be several years, who knows how many years before, you know, it just sort of comes back to a normal level after everything's caught up, after everyone's requested all these renovations and builds and um, across the board. Look, that sounded really intelligent, John. I can't wait to hear Luke's assessment on that. Hey, after oh, yeah, can we just like, we'll cut that little excerpt out and say, um, analyse. It'll be on Lukeonomics or on the weekly or something. <laughs> I, re- I feel like you've nailed it, John. Well, but it, no, but it's, it could be one of those statements that just feels like it's true no matter when you say it. Yeah. So you can't really dispute God, it because it's wouldn't so Luke fake. Be, wouldn't Luke be proud if John was right? <laughs> <laughs> Bravo, he's got it. He's got it. He's got that one thing. I, I've got to say, I completed the trilogy of, um, this is off topic, but this is about your brother. I was listening to the, um, Peter Hellier's got a podcast. Um, oh, man, I can't think. Yasni. You, Peter Hellier's podcast. Peter he basically goes through movies and that people haven't seen and be like, I can't believe you haven't seen this. Oh, cool. Um, and like he watched that. The Godfather, the first one, and now he's gone through all three Godfathers. And mm. I completed the trilogy of Luke watching The Godfather over the weekend. And I feel like I've watched The Godfather with Luke now. Really? So, I have to check that out. Yeah. That's cool. I can't think yeah. I, you ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. Anybody out there, yet. listen to Peter Hellier's podcast called You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. He doesn't need us to plug it. But, um, yeah, <laughs> but if Luke, you'd like to plug ours. Yeah. <laughs> but don't you love it, though, when you, you, there's a movie that you want someone to see because you know it's just unbelievable and you're just waiting in anticipation to see the look in their face like, oh, my God. Well, it was like the time I told you that um, St- Slice Alone was yeah. recutting um, Rocky together. And you're yeah. like, I've never seen Rocky. And I was yes. just like, it's what like, I don't know if you've heard of this movie, as <laughs> The Rock. The Rock. Yeah, oh, yeah. my God. So, that is so, a hell so of a So it's Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, this episode's going to go out before <laughs> that one that we recorded, so that joke's not going to fly. <laughs> Damn it! So, so, so well, there's a golden Easter egg for yeah, yeah, yeah. listening later. For, the, for those that have ended up starting at the end. And yeah. <laughs> Sorry, back on topic. Yeah. Uh, well, one of the things that in Tassie too is that we've had, um, it, like, since 2016, the latest census said we've had a population growth of 50 to 60,000 people. Yep. So that's 10, 10%. Um, and for Tasmanian's sake, I don't think that's it's. It, I don't think it's ever grown at that pace before. Oh, Simon touched on it. Um, yeah. I believe this episode's after some. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He touched about how Tasmania's got a, a rising population, and Melbourne, yeah. Sydney have got a declining population. Hence, the reason why their prices are starting to drop. Yet ours mm-hmm. seem to be staying steady. So, mm. you know, I think the. It'd be interesting to see what happens over the next sort of twelve months around land sales. Well, one thing that. I know Glenorchy had been um, uh, focusing on as a potential is to obviously reimagine the way that the land releases go because again, where it's, it's archaic's the wrong way the word, but when you look at say the it's always suburban sprawl, it's always suburban sprawl. So it's just you know large, you know relatively large backyards with large family homes. Yep. And again, it's probably it may not be the right way to service the the needs of our population moving forward. So that con- consistent you know. 
look at how the those land, the land could be better utilised rather than just doing consistent sprawl. Hopefully, it will be something that you know they look at over the next you know five to fifteen years. So you're talking about kind of the medium density stuff that we've covered off before about you know building up rather than out. Exactly right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, what I wanted to talk about building from there, uh, building on what we have been talking about, is kind of the future development of our beautiful city Hobart. Um, way, way, way back when, probably the first time Simon came on maybe, we spoke about the Hobart City deal. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if much has happened with the Hobart City deal, but there are still lots of promises that are um, yeah, coming out. So Mac Point is a massive one where yeah. it's just sitting there. There's massive arguments about what should be done with it. And then another um, point of contention is the... Uh, new development of the Tasman Bridge, which has been proposed just this week. Uh, uh, with that, I, I love the idea where you're just expanding the size of it so then you've got much more free throw for, you know, walking and biking. And I'm not sure if you, this is a bit of a, um, you know, a morbid means, but you can see the risen, the height of it as well. So it's, it's way beyond, um, you know, so that people can't, Use it as a jumping point, you know. <laughs> yes, that is a morbid. I'm, I'm, so, um, I'm sorry to say, but um, it's but more about just having accessibility, connecting for bikes, people to walk, run, enjoy the bridge a little bit more than just driving across it is what they're looking at. Absolutely, yeah, and yeah. I think that's awesome. I think more people doing like exercise and enjoying the view that comes from that bridge. Why not stop and enjoy it rather than just race across it? Oh, look, it's it's kind of that arterial part that set that brings the eastern shore over to us and us over to them sort of thing like mm. yeah the ferries are really great but if you can get a better use of it and put yeah bike lanes and etc in it um yeah why not go for that mm. yeah. um so yeah basically what's happening is concept plans for a 130 million dollar upgrade to the bridge have been released for public comment so the reason i wanted this episode to be going out before some other ones that we've <sighs> recorded is this is the first time we've been on top of it, where we can oh, say, we get, your comment in. get your comment in. Because yes. normally I come and say, yeah, if we'd have been on top of this, you would have we been able to comment, but <laughs> you've missed your window. So between Monday, June 27th and uh, Tuesday, July 19, 2022, you can contact them or go and have a look at the plans and, um, yeah, let people know. So they're available for public comment and the public that listen to this, yeah, yeah. all those people out there, get on it. Get on it. <laughs> <laughs> put in your, in your comment, put a little, uh, where did you hear about this, the property pod? Just so they know, that that's where it came from. I hope their servers are up to the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to crash the system. Yes, yeah, so everyone, we, we'll, we'll allocate time slots, right? So don't flood the system. Yeah, if it crashes on you, don't worry. <laughs> so, yeah. We'll talk to it's, them about it. It's other it. passionate property pod listeners, and there, there'll be more time. There'll be more time. <laughs> I Look, guess I'm all, I'm all for it. I'm I think. all for it. Like, I actually really enjoyed when the Mercury put up this couple of days ago, reading the comments from all the people below. Yeah. Just blows my mind how people think. Like ninety percent of the comments is it needs more lanes. Put in two more lanes. I'm like. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and, where, and again, all they do, you'd widen it and then they just condense into the exit lane yeah. and so it completely stuff the whole thing anyway. Yeah. And yeah. like, it's all well and good to widen it to have a bike trail or a walking path because the weight involved in that is a lot more mm. sensible. Mm. But to widen it to get two more lanes where trucks and cars can go across it, just oh, people well, just think. If there's, there's this image in, there's a highway, I believe it's in China, where it goes from 50 lanes and condenses into like, 
five or six. Yeah. And so all that all you just see is this bottleneck. Hundreds and probably thousands of cars just bottlenecking into this tiny little, you know, Was vein this that can't One of those Instagram story videos that you saw, John? Probably. <laughs> it's probably fake. <laughs> <laughs> but I like it. Screw it. Let's just say it's true. Let's just say it's true. But the I same bartender showed you the video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me. Again, in the mirror. I mean, I guess that like that's why the artery is a good you know um, analogy for it because um, you know you can sque- you know, try to squeeze as much as you can, but ultimately if the exit lanes don't exist, well, it's just going to slow everything down. It's pointless. Yeah, at the end, I suppose with those I- initial um, uh, photos where they've got the bright purple surrounded both the in- in- interior of it and the exterior, I think that might need to be a bit revisited. It's a pretty pretty intense color just to be permanent on the bridge. Oh, you're not a fan of that, John? Well, I like the idea with all the lights, how they can change it depending upon the season. Would, would you prefer it just to be like grey and, and dull? Yeah, exactly. You know, just, just like... Just uh, concrete. Like 1970s Russia. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I like I like the... While MoFo was on, being able to see the big red bridge was, um, yeah, it was really sweet yeah, and we nice. know... I suppose at Christmas time you could go green and red, John. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. jolly spirit yeah, going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Look, the Sydney Harbour Bridge, the coat hanger, people love it. It's kind of an iconic thing. So, like, let's make the Tasman Bridge as iconic as that. Yeah. Exactly. Be bold, John. Bit of purple in your life. Come on. You're probably the boldest bloke in this room. Like, think about, like, look at you. You got your chest hair out. <laughs> just letting it, letting it hang. <laughs> He's here worried about a bit just, purple bridge. Just coated in images of my chest hair. I mean, that's that's going. <laughs> and that's where we lost all the listeners. <laughs> Terry, I know you're still there, mate. Thanks for staying around. Yeah, now they're not going to um, <laughs> ride into the proposal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they've already gone. They've already. Yeah, true. They would have stopped and gone they're, there. They've already crashed the whip. Um, just before we leave, I did want to talk about Mac Point. It's, it's a massive point of contention. Even Albo, the Prime Minister, was here the other day saying, you know, get your act together. We, we, you've got the place sitting there. The money's allocated from your Hobart City deal. Mm. Let's do something with it. I think What's that's happening? the biggest problem is that no one will agree on what needs to go there. Yes. Like it is such – it's the largest piece of land in a city that probably any capital city will see for forever. Mm-hmm. Like you won't see this, this amount of land come available so close to the centre of a, a city. And, and realistically everyone has a right to contribute to the – you know, they're important what it should be. So that's a tough one. Yeah, so I really think tough. that's always going to be a problem as people try to decide what to utilise it for. It just feels like classic Tassie though, like let's just like sit on our hands and not do anything and just let it, like it's just sitting there doing nothing. Like make a decision on the footy stadium or put in, Bob Clifford's come out saying he wants to put in, you know, a shopping district there and like just let it be, like put in all the car parks so that we can funnel, funnel everyone there and then let's get the mountain, the cable car done. But yeah, yeah. Like it's just nothing's happening. Nothing. Well, that in, when we didn't one of the old AFL um, bosses come out to say that it's almost to put in a Tassie team is almost like a free deal for the AFL. Like the Tassie government will supply fifty million, and then um, the, if the Macquarie Point built the stadium, AFL doesn't have to you know contribute a cent. So it's kind of like a free, just a free team for the AFL. They don't have to invest anything. Um, so you could again, if that was there as a you know an internationally recognised stadium. Um, along with Bob Clifford's point, where you do you do have a very deep port, so we can invite the largest um, cruise ships in as well. Um, it's you know it's a phenomenal opportunity for a diverse means of um, inviting people. To oh, yeah, I think whether it be a sports stadium or uh, some sort of other format, um, just the ability for events to be held oh, in yeah. space, I think, yeah. is key because events bring in tourists, tourists brings in money, that generates more opportunities for the city. So. Mm. You know, stadium sounds like a great idea and sure, the idea of a, a AFL team would be great, but, you know, maybe 
Yeah, is it doesn't is, have to be a footy stadium. Yes, is that exactly what Tassie needs right now? Maybe, maybe not. But mm. just having it sitting there vacant is think, pretty frustrating as well. I think having a stadium though that holds closer to thirty or forty thousand people in Hobart is something that the city is getting close to requiring though. Like Bellarive at eighteen thousand, yes, it doesn't very very rarely fill up, but yeah. it also limits the opportunities of events that will come here because of its that, stadium that capacity. Would fill it up. Yeah. So yeah. if we had a bigger stadium that then can draw card bigger events, then there's a larger chance that people would go out to support it. Mm, so mm. that's that's Chicken the weird part. Yeah. 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 You got to build it before they would come. That's it. Oh. Straight out of Wayne's World. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Straight out of Wayne's World. <laughs> it's not Field of Dreams, baby. It's Wayne's World. I was thinking Field of Dreams, but anyway. <laughs> We're not worthy. <laughs> All right, guys. That is um, this week's episode. Thank you, Nino, for popping together the notes for us. We got through most of them. Um, yeah, there's a bit of land out there to buy. Uh, there is a bridge development that you can comment on if you're uh, timely in listening to this episode. Absolutely. And if one of you could just suggest that it be vinyl wrapped in John's chest hair. <laughs> such a good comment to go through. <laughs> I was listening to this podcast and they recommended that I mention them and something to do with chest hair. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> They're respectable real estate agents, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. All right, guys. Thanks for wasting your time listening to the Property Pod once again. <laughs> we'll be back next week with more silly banter. <laughs> See you, guys. See ya. You have been listening to the Property Pod, recorded and edited by 414 Media House in conjunction with 414 Property Co. This podcast is general information only, and the thoughts and views expressed is the opinion of our panel, and listeners should always seek then use their own investigation into any topic we discuss to ensure they fully understand their own situation. It does not constitute and should not be relied on as purchasing, selling, financial or investment advice or recommendations expressed or implied, and it should not be used as an invitation to take up any agent or investment services. No investment decision or activity should be undertaken on the basis of this information without first seeking qualified and professional advice.